You might remember them from the Summer of Love, or the second Summer of Love, or even from kick-ons yesterday morning, maybe. But psychedelics have been put to use in a more controlled setting in recent years on therapist couches and in clinics across the US and Europe. International research trials have shown very promising results using magic mushrooms and MDMA as treatments for depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress and other mental issues. Um, The research is finally coming to Australia now and a new organisation, Mind Medicine Australia, is advocating for more studies and for expanded access to this new treatment for those in desperate need. They've recently started training therapists to use this novel treatment and Tanya de Jong, founder of Mind Medicine Australia, joined me recently to explain more. Tanya, thanks so much for joining us. Um, Could we begin by getting a quick overview, if one's possible, of what therapy with psychedelics involves for those who might be new to the subject or at least to using psychedelics therapeutically? Yeah, sure. So it is very important, you know, as we talk about this, you know, as, as the founder of Mind Medicine Australia, we are absolutely talking about these therapies, as you rightfully point out, in medically controlled environments. So that what happens with psychedelic-assisted therapies is that you take a traditional psychedelic like psilocybin, which is the psychoactive component of magic mushrooms, or MDMA, which is not a classic psychedelic but a psychoactive um, medicine, and you take this in combination with psychotherapy. So the first part is the actual screening and and meeting with the therapist and talking about what the experience is going to involve. So you build rapport with the therapist. The second part of the therapy is the actual medicine sessions where you ingest the medicine. And in the case of psilocybin, you go into a completely altered state or in the case of MDMA into a very loving and connected state. In those states, Um, you're able to potentially connect with what might be triggering your mental illness, your trauma, your depression, your anxiety, your addiction, and so on, and then be able to heal. After the session, um, you know, the third and most important part of these therapies is actually the integration process where you take what for most people is, you know, called one of the top five most meaningful experiences in their lives, a full connection of self connection to others connection to nature a connection to humanity a feeling of boundless expansiveness of love of peace of gratitude and you take this experience back into your life into your family into your work and to do that and to really gain the most out of these therapeutic sessions of psychedelics uh, you need to integrate the process and that is usually done best with therapist helping you um, so that you can really move forwards with your life and and then fulfill more of your potential and lead a more purposeful and meaningful life. And with those particular um, parameters that you've just described in place, um, there's been increasing research internationally at least that's shown some pretty remarkable results with some of these compounds. I mean people make... People may be sort of accustomed to, you know, taking MDMA with friends at a party or going into the bush and doing some mushrooms, perhaps, or they may not be accustomed to either of those two things at all. Um, But certainly, I think it comes as a surprise to lots of people, um, whether they have some experience with psychedelics or not, to find out about the welter of research um, around the world. Absolutely. So, firstly, I mean, 
there's been something like, I think it's about 120 current or recent trials with these medicines. And in those 120 trials, there's been no adverse events. So in other words, these therapies have proven to be both very effective and very safe, which is very important to note. And they're not addictive either. It should be noted that these therapies are often used to treat people with addictions. So these medicines are achieving remission rates of 60 to 80% in the current and recent trials. And this is against about a 20 to 30% remission from current existing treatments, including either antidepressants or psychotherapy. Furthermore, um, these trials um, have been used for a variety of different treatments, um, you know, to help people with depression, anxiety, end-of-life stress, post-traumatic stress disorder, and they're now being trialled as well for dementia, Alzheimer's, anorexia and other eating disorders, obsessive-compulsive disorders, and, and a range of, of addictions, like I mentioned, alcohol, drugs, etc. Mm. The remarkable thing is that these remissions are being experienced after two to three medicine sessions accompanied by psychotherapy. So if you compare that against a lifetime of either antidepressant use or many decades in many cases and, and the side effects that often accompany antidepressant use, it's, it's quite remarkable. In the case of post-traumatic stress disorder, that's even harder to treat. And actually, it's important to note as well, Jesse, that both psilocybin and MDMA-assisted therapies have <clears throat> a breakthrough therapy status with the Food and Drug Administration in the USA, which means that the FDA are actually helping to fast-track approval of these medicines to prescribable medicines, mm. which they only do for medicines that are considered vastly superior to existing treatments available. So you've, you've spoken about, we've seen trials around the world, you've spoken about um, in the US, there are these you know, remarkable study results, there's breakthrough therapy status from the regulators over there. What about Australia? Mm. Is there anything happening here as far as research and potentially regulation goes? Yeah, so in Australia, you know, I'm, I'm from Mind Medicine Australia, as you've, as you've mentioned. You know, we have had meetings with the, the TGA, which is the equivalent of the FDA in the US, um, about you know, potential rescheduling applications for the medicines because they're currently classified as Schedule 9, which means they're supposedly dangerous and of no medical or other benefit, which is obviously not the case. But there is, there is also, as I understand it, there's research currently happening in Melbourne that's underway. Yeah, that's right. So there's the first Australian trial um, taking place at St Vincent's for people with end-of-life stress and anxiety again um, using psilocybin and that's commenced um, a few months ago and um, we are also um, working with what's known as the special access scheme which is a scheme whereby doctors um, particularly psychiatrists can apply to the TGA for treatment resistant patients uh, on a case-by-case -case basis to get access to MDMA and psilocybin assisted therapies We've just launching a certificate in psychedelic-assisted psychotherapies for psychiatrists, psychologists, GPs, drug and alcohol specialists, mental health nurses, psychotherapists and others. And um, there's an enormous amount of interest in that. Yeah, so and let's that, 
let's dive into that a little. Um, so this oh. week, I understand applications are opening for this um, yep. therapist training course. Can you yeah. um, tell us firstly, how do you physically train mm -hmm. in something that's currently illegal? i.e. <laughs> psychotherapy with psychedelics when you can't yeah. access them on the legal market obviously that's right so there are so there's a whole range of things that you can teach um, candidates about how to work with these medicines and um, the modality that is most commonly used to to help people get into an altered state in the training is what's known as holotropic breathing or holotropic breath work which actually has a similar effect to psychedelics, perhaps not quite as strong, but it does take people into an altered state. And that is often used for training therapists in these modalities. Mm -hmm. And so they're taught, you know, how to sit with the patients and they take it in turns swapping being the therapist and the patient in the training. And of course, there's a whole lot of other things that form part of the training as well, learning about the history, the anthropology, you know, actually the substances themselves how to work with patients with these sorts of medicines. It's a four month long part-time course. So there's a lot to learn and there's a lot to teach. <laughs> and we're um, very, very fortunate in that we were able to bring to Australia, Renee Harvey, who's one of the leading clinical psychologists out of London, who's worked with the NHS over there and worked as a leading uh, research fellow on the psilocybin trials at Imperial College with Robin Carhart, Harris and David Nutt. So she's come to live in Australia and work with Mind Medicine Australia and she's designing and managing the Certificate in Psychedelic Assisted Therapies, which is launching on, on Monday. Um, that's, um, that's quite exciting that there's a training course available in an Australian context um, mm. at a time when you know, many people may not even really be aware that we have a research program or any prospect of um, this treatment being available. Anytime mm. soon. I mean, what, what do you think the prospects for this treatment, sort of access to this treatment being expanded in the short term are? Will the training that you're offering result in therapists then being able to go and apply these skills in practice mm -hmm. for people who need them? I think that we'll see um, an increasing amount of psychiatrists and others starting to apply to use these medicines because we have such a huge mental health crisis. Now, I mean, even before the COVID crisis, you know, the statistics were dire, one in five people with a mental illness, one in eight on antidepressants, one in four older adults on antidepressants, an average of eight of us taking our lives each day. And there, there just simply aren't any innovations in the treatment that's available at the moment. There's been no innovation in mental health treatment for 50 years. It sounds quite promising, and you're clearly very upbeat about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, I'm also aware that there's been many decades in which this research, this training, this treatment has been unavailable. Is there still sort of mm -hmm. a lingering scepticism or conservatism when you're talking to people in Australia, in an Australian well, context? You know, it's quite funny. I mean, we speak to obviously a lot of leading medical experts, and, and we speak to a lot of MPs and lawmakers and others, and it's quite interesting, like recently we were um, holding a, a live session before COVID and, and it was at a, a medical clinic for a whole lot of medical practitioners and the head of psychiatry came in and said, oh, you, you can't be serious, you know, you seriously not suggesting that people are going to be treated, healed from their depression by magic mushrooms and <laughs> mm. sort of was laughing. And, 
at the end of the session, it was a 45-minute information session with Q&A, he came up to me and he said, how can I start prescribing this to my patients? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, mean, I guess the, the tragedy is that at the moment, he can't, mm -hmm. in spite of all the evidence yeah. that suggests it might be useful if he could. Oh, well, no, and he could apply for, He could apply to the special access scheme for a case on a case-by-case -case basis for specific patients. He could. Sure. So if, however, there will be many people listening to this program who may be thinking, God, this sounds like just the, you know, just the break I need. But mm. if they're not lucky enough to have the head of psychiatry applying on their behalf for special access, yeah. what are they supposed to do? I mean, are there, are there places they can go right now to access this? Should they be trying to do this themselves? Yeah. I mean, what's sort of, what's Mind Medicines Australia position? Well, no, we don't. We don't advocate that people do this themselves. Um, what we do say is, approach us. You know, come and uh, you know, send us an email to mindmedicineaustralia.org. Um, there's there's a link on our website, and we get you know probably ten to twenty emails per day from people wanting and needing this sort of therapy, and we can either refer you to a psychiatrist who is um, potentially able to to assist you to access these medicines. Um, obviously, there are countries in the world where these treatments are legal. I mean, my first experience of this, bearing in mind I had never taken any drugs, I don't drink and I don't even drink coffee, but I went to Holland and, and had my first psilocybin treatment in a supervised therapeutic environment over there. And, of course, at the moment, no one can really travel anywhere. They can't even travel <laughs> around Australia at the moment, but um, we do have on our website a list, a downloadable document of all the legal centres for these therapies around the world right. in supervised environments um, and that are reputable. Even, but, even outside of a COVID context, however, I mean, travelling overseas to access a pretty intensive form of therapy is presumably no sort of cheap or easy undertaking. I mean, I'm aware mm -hmm. that there are there are, you know, voices saying that this um, this therapy is inaccessible to most. It's for a privileged few. There's certainly lots of um, lots of criticism about how it is restricted to people who can pay their way. Essentially, are there kind of Absolutely. are there ways of making this more available to more people? Perhaps the people who need it. Oh, most well, that's that's totally our goal. I mean, our goal is that these medicines will become part of the mental health treatment paradigm and system. And that if you go to a doctor, they'll not only give you the option of antidepressants or psychotherapy, but they'll they'll also tell you about psychedelic-assisted therapy and, you know, point out the benefits and risks of each type of treatment. And I think um, that day is not so far away. And, and the best way that people can make sure that they get access to these treatments and that they become accessible to the most people sooner rather than later is actually to support us at Mind Medicine Australia and get involved um, spread the word, share the science. And that science, which is becoming increasingly recognised and mainstream, suggests that Tanya de Jong could be onto something big. You can find out more about the transformational potential of psychedelics at mindmedicineaustralia.org. But I have to reiterate Tanya's disclaimer, folks. Don't try this at home. Don't try to do it yourself. I've tried that, and let me tell you, there was nothing therapeutic about it.